Now streaming, the Netflix and Swill podcast. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Netflix and Swill podcast, your source for Netflix news, reviews, and booze. I'm Caleb, and I'm hosting the show. And I'm, uh, fuck. I used to have something for this, and then I forgot to hit record. And I was recording the first time we tried to do it. Yeah. And now, no one will ever get to hear it. I know. Fucking rookie podcast mistake from the guy who, mm. who was just talking about how we've been going for... Nearly 200 episodes. God. Remember that? Remember that experience when uh, both of us recorded from our webcams uh, within weeks of each other? I do. Um, I don't know why that happened. I, I don't. I don't either. I don't know why that happened. I don't know why it defaulted to nothing. But I, I, I don't apparently understand technology, so... It is what it is. Uh, how are you, friend? You have some very exciting news to share with us. Yeah, so uh, I told you about the job interview that I was going to uh, last time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to that interview. Uh, the next day, they called me and offered me the job. Uh, and then fucking we were doing inventory this week. And uh, so this morning, Sunday morning... Uh, our area manager comes in and says, "Hey, you're starting down there next Saturday, so, so pack your shit." And I'm I'm just like, "Uh, so Saturday the 23rd?" Yes. What the what? I'm beginning there, uh, on Labor Day or Memorial Day rather, Memorial Day weekend. What the fuck? When is it? So what's your last yeah. day at your current location? Uh, Wednesday. That's not that bad. Yeah. My boss was nice and gave me Thursday, Friday as my days off this week. Wow, what a nice man. Yeah. Weren't you just hired, like, three months ago? Yep. February 3rd was my first day. Oh, damn. You're moving on up. To the top. Yeah. You finally got a piece of Yeah, and I, um... I don't know, when I did my interview, uh, I was talking to the guy, the manager over there, and um, I, I, think I, I think I had a pretty good interview question for him. I, mm-hmm. I said, so, like, suppose that you offer me this position, and, like, suppose I accept it, and a year goes by, and at the end of the year, I've exceeded your expectations. Like, what, what does that scenario look like? Sure. And uh, he said, if, you know, if I do everything, you know, learn everything I can and, like, I'm really on top of shit, that I could be taking over my own store a year from now, so. Oh, damn. Well, look at you. Yeah. So within, uh, potentially, if if there's an opening and if I do well enough, I could be 
um, running a, a store independently within a year and a half of joining the company. That'd be pretty dope. Yeah. Then I can go to you for all my hardware needs and have them shipped eight, six hours to my home. <laughs> what about you? Anything new with you? Uh, Other than, like, a, a total shift of my desk space, no, nothing. Like, I, my, my tower used to be on the top of my desk, and now it is underneath. And somehow, I get better internet reception. So, I mean, I can't beat that. I've wanted this. I, I'm like, why is my internet so bad all the time? And then I moved the tower. And I'm like, oh, that was why. Because it was because magic, I guess. I don't know. I don't understand how uh, Wi-Fi works, honestly. Could have been electromagnetic interference from the monitor. That is exactly what Nick said. So, uh, yeah, my my tower is now away from the monitor. My, I've been working for, since I've been working from home. I've had like very little space in order to like put my work laptop. Because I run a three-screen setup when I'm when I'm at work. I run double monitors for work and then a, a third monitor for uh, random garbage, such as uh, shows and Twitch streams, because I'm an idiot and go back to watching Twitch streams for some reason. Maximum productivity. I don't know. I used to do a, a two-monitor setup, and then I just realized that I, I had a second monitor sitting there with the fucking desktop background on it. Yeah. Or I would just have like my music player over there, and I was just like I could, I could just have this window minimized, and it'd be fine. Yeah, uh, there are days where, uh, yeah, I'm only using one monitor off of like the actual computer, because it's like I don't, uh, I only need one monitor right now. But then there are days where it's like, all right, I need a strategy guide up for this game that I'm playing. My games are hooked into the second monitor, so that it runs off of that. I have too many monitors going, is what I mean. Yeah, you gotta have the Prima guide. Man, remember Prima? Remember GameStop? <laughs> the company that was clinging to life before the pandemic and required all of their business through stores and now is probably going out of business because fuck them. Man, I would really like to find a copy of the Prima strategy guide for the original Pokemon game. There were like three or four things in that guide that like just were not true. Oh, yeah. Well, so the way I understand strategy guides is they get an early build of the game and then, like, things will get patched out within the game. So, like, things that were originally true got changed and now are untrue because the the game designers are like, ah, never mind. But because they had to have the, gu the guide uh, completed and printed for release of the game, there's just wrong information in there. Speaking of not understanding Nick, let's talk about what our swill is. Can we please get some alcohol into my mouth? He hates these cans! Stay away from the cans! What do you got, friend? There's so much Natty Daddy in my house. You do know. You have until uh, this coming Saturday to f polish all of that shit off. I know, and I don't want to. I, <laughs> I feel so bad for you because, like, well, I mean, uh, if you wanted to, you could get a cooler and you could just shove them all in the cooler and then take them with you. And, and then drink them in my hotel room. And then drink them in your hotel room. 
that's what I used to do when uh I went to to Ohio for work uh for three days a week. I would drive out on like Monday mornings and then like Wednesday nights I would come back and grab like a beer from a CVS or like beers from a CVS because uh you could do that in Ohio but not in Pennsylvania. It was like a novelty thing. I was like, I don't really want this. Like they're all fucking terrible in CVS, but I can do it, so I'm going to do it. And now Pennsylvania's like, ah, we finally caught up with the times of the rest of America. So the novelty wore off. And Pennsylvania's a mess. What are you having? Uh, another Bombay Sapphire and Tonic. I, I killed off all of my Corona hard seltzer because I was just like, I can't have this in my home anymore. I need this gone. So I just one night powered through just a bunch of them and got rid of them. So no more. I'm done with it. Get them out of my house. Never again. Get up on out of here with the seltzer. It, it, part of me wants to try White Claw. Part of me is like, I already know the end result, so it would just be stupid to even try. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Also, you're not a teenage girl. That's true. The song Teenage Dream does not apply to me anymore, Katy Perry. I think you're pretty without any makeup on. Uh, speaking of, let's get to news. Oh, shit, it's mail time. All right. Uh, according to random-ass website, reviews.com, Netflix users saved uh, were saved from nine days of commercials in 2019, on average. Yeah, what's that work out to, like, 40 minutes of commercials a day or something? Yeah, it was like 36. So what the, their math was that uh, the average Netflix user watches about two hours a day. Uh, an hour of network television has 18 minutes of commercial, which I think was the most crazy number I've ever seen. Like, oh, I think it's more than that. I think it's like 22. Still, I, I more than uh, a quarter of an hour of television is spent towards commercials, and I'm like, that makes sense. Yeah. But like, holy fuck! Uh, so that comes to about 36 minutes of. Uh, commercials that you're missing out every two hours you're watching something on Netflix. Uh, and through through the power of math, they got to nine days of commercials you missed. So you're you're welcome. I would happily watch network TV if all commercials were replaced by the fucking ad that Vin Diesel did for the Street Sharks action figures in the 90s. I don't I'm not familiar with this. I'm going to send you a YouTube link. It's Vin Diesel with hair wearing a fucking leather vest with no shirt. And he's talking about the features of the Street Sharks action figure line. I think the only other time I've seen Vin Diesel with hair was Saving Private Ryan. Oh, yeah. He did have hair in that. Yeah, it's weird. Also his best role. Do you want to take a brief aside? from the show so that you can watch this video and talk about it with me and post it in the show notes. Sure. Okay. Let me know when you're ready to begin the video. Maybe just like cut the audio into the background while we talk about it. All right. Three, two, one, go. What, what are we looking at here? We're looking at Boomer. This is Boomer. What the fuck He's is happening? This is Boomer. Of them all. He's the whale shark. It's eating a ninja turtle. Wait, it's 1994? And his power yes. slam. Very deadly. Oh. He loves to tenderize the <laughs> before he eats him. 
Then we've got... See, wait, Slid his leather vest has a fucking head. shark fin on the back. Slid the hammerhead. Yeah. and he has a shark tooth necklace. The competition with the flying headbutt. You got me. He's the leader of the street sharks. He's a great warrior. He's pulling he's the the, the shark toys out of a giant shark, shark, shark mouth. And he's his special power is the right hand. This is the most charisma punch. that Vin Diesel has ever had. Boom! People, Boom! Death. People just need. You, I want to show you something. Up close his his role in life should I just be to explain. Watch this. Toys. Watch, 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 watch. <laughs> I remember those fucking hand sharks too. Rocky Balboa action. He's not super ripped, <laughs> but he is. He is in very good shape right now. Right there. Yeah. He's, uh... What the f... Uh, very was lean. Was he famous at that point? That was, like, before... Like, he was an aspiring actor at that point. What But that is by far his finest work. Hand shark! He actually gives a shit in that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm looking at it. His, his first actual role was in Strays and then Saving Private Ryan and then the Iron Giant. What the fuck? What a weird career... Whatever. Uh, Let's talk about Eric Andre's Bad Trip. It's a movie that Netflix purchased the rights to. Uh, Tell me about this. I don't know anything about it, I don't think. So, uh, it's a movie that uh, Netflix picked up from MGM. Apparently it leaked on Amazon last month. I don't know about that. Uh, the movie is described as a cross between a scripted buddy movie and a hidden ca- camera prank show. The story finds Andre and uh, Lil R- Rel Howry uh, pulling real pranks dur- cro- during a cross-country road trip to New York City. Uh, it's going to have uh, Tiffany Haddish in it. So is is the format kind of like Bad Grandpa or something where it's like partly scripted, partly guerrilla footage of pranks? Uh, possibly. I don't know. Uh, it's Eric Andre. Like, I know people love his stuff. I don't particularly care for his shtick. Yeah, he's all right. Like he's on a Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment Twenty Three, and he's like. Not Eric Andre in that. Like, he's he's very much a different character. But then I think to his Eric Andre show where he's just, like, a batshit lunatic. Uh, and, and I can only assume that's what he's going to play in this movie. Yeah. I'm just surprised it's not with Hannibal Burris. I don't know. Uh, hey, we had a couple deaths that happened over the weekend. Uh, and I just want to talk about their, like, tangentialness to to Netflix. So, uh, Lynn Shelton. Uh, passed away over the weekend from a a blood disease, which, uh, fucking horrendous. Yikes. Uh, she was 54. Uh, she directed five episodes of Glow, including the, uh, the Christmas-themed one, like the Twas the Night Before Christmas-themed one. Oh, man. That one, that one's a pretty great one. I don't, like, top-tier Glow right there. Uh, four episodes of... Uh, Love, that was that, I think it was that show from, I, I don't know who the fuck was in that show. It was a show on Netflix. Uh, and episodes of Santa Clarita Diet and two episodes of Master of None, so. 
Uh, it kind of sucks because like I like a lot of her. Like I've seen all of Glow. I like most of the episodes, especially the Christmas episode because that one is. I don't know. That was, that was an interesting take on uh, the Charles Dickens story. Yeah, that was probably the best uh, best part of season three. So, And then uh, Fred Willard also passed away. He was set to play in uh, Space Force, which is coming out in three weeks, four weeks, something like mm-hmm. that, uh, which will be his final role. But he was also in stuff like Mascots, uh, also my favorite movie of all time, one of my favorite movies of all time, Anchorman. Uh, he was Ed yep. Harkin. He was in This Is Spinal Tap. Yeah. Uh, he was he he like basically if you needed like an older guy to say ridiculous shit with like a, an extraordinarily straight face, he was the guy to do it. I fucking love uh, Fred Willard. Yeah. Yeah, I I saw that when it happened. Apparently, he um. Yeah, it was natural causes. He just went into sleep. So yeah, he's, he was he's 81. like eighty-seven. Yeah. So, so oh, really? I think okay. it was eighty-one. But like, he was in his eighties. So like, he, you did it. You did it, friend. Yeah, I can only hope to make it that long. You know, I can only hope to make it to forty. Yeah. I don't know. Tomorrow's looking like uh, a bit of a stretch for me at this point. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I feel that. So, uh, why don't we talk about some uh, trailers that uh, we've gathered from across the globe in Downstream International? Baby, I can't control the internet. That's my favorite line! Yeah, pretty much all these are international things uh, from countries that are not the United States. Uh, The first one is for Control-Z. Yeah, this is about, uh, I guess, a, a hacker that is... Fucking up the social dynamic in a school, airing people's dirty laundry, mm-hmm. um, and a a girl detective is gonna track him down. She's basically just Sherlock Holmes. Like she does all yeah. the same shit that Sherlock Holmes does, and from like the Sherlock show and from the Robert Downey Jr. movies. So, uh, she's just she's just Sherlock. And the the Benjamin Cumberston show. Oh, it looks. I don't care. Like the 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 big selling point was that the hacker was like, "Hey, this this girl who says she's a girl is actually uh trans." Like uh, Isabella was a boy called Ivan, I think. I don't fucking remember. Yeah. I was like, eh, I don't care. Mm. I don't know. I don't... Uh, this isn't this isn't true, but like I almost feel like. A lot of schools nowadays like that, like nobody would care. Yeah, almost like I don't know. There's there's still gonna be like some assholes, but I don't know. I feel I feel like most younger kids nowadays are like fairly in touch with the fact that like LGBT people exist. Yeah, and there's supposed to be a joke in the trailer where the guy's like, I have no idea what that's called. Like, he's like, L, G, B, T? It's like, yeah, that's not funny. Why is that a comedic no. moment? Yeah, why is that in the trailer? I don't know. It's just a weird... Also, the trailer is about three minutes, and it's like, all right, we, we got it after, like, the first minute and a half. Again, just... Uh... 
Whoever whoever Netflix sources to make trailers is just the fucking worst. I don't think it's specific to Netflix. Um, no. There, here's a, a movie called I'm No Longer Here. It's about a kid with a bad haircut, oh and he's God. a street youth, and he uh, gets in trouble, and his family sends him to New York City to live, I guess. Yes. Because that'll keep him out of trouble. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, apparently, if you look at the comments under the YouTube video, people will like, stop making fun of his haircut. So it's from a cultural thing, and it's like, doesn't mean it's a fucking bad haircut. <laughs> uh, like it doesn't excuse his fucking bad haircut. It's it's terrible. It's it's an awful haircut. Like, come on. There's no culture involved in that. I, I mean, like, the movie can be fine. I'll probably watch it at some point. But like I don't know, it's like a weird mix of like the frosted tips from the nineties and like the emo blowout haircut yeah. thing from the aughts and then like the fucking undercut thing from the twenty teens. Yeah. It's fucking weird. It's a bad haircut. I did I I get it, like you, you want this person to be from this culture and that's where the hairstyle comes from. Fine. But, like, you can't get mad at me for saying it's a bad fucking haircut. And I have no hair. But I'd rather have no hair than have that haircut. <laughs> okay. Um, next is a series called The Woods. Yeah, this is another Harlan Coben series because this man can't stop making series for Netflix. Uh, his other ones were mainly in English, so this one being in a different language that I could not decipher uh, was interesting. So uh, I'll probably wind up checking this out because I've checked out everything else that Harlan Coben has done. It's it's like a disappearance, murder mystery type yeah. thing, I guess. Yeah, like four kids go into the woods back in 1994. Uh, on, they only find two uh, and it's because they're dead. The other two just kind of like disappeared. We don't know where they are. So this yeah. this guy became a cop. Thank God, I mean, thank God we finally have a main character who's a cop in a, a Harlan Coben series because basically the main characters have all been cops. It's just they're not actually cops. They have like the profession of a writer and a lawyer. And it's like it's really weird that you have all the access of a cop. Just be cops. So he he, he learned from that and just made the main character a cop again. All right. Uh, next up is a series called Blood and Water. Um, I don't really, I don't really know what this trailer was about. Yeah, the trailer's bad because uh, it doesn't tell you that the the show is basically about the our main character whose sister disappeared seventeen years ago, uh, roughly, and uh, a girl transfers to her school who everyone like everyone's like, "Wow, you guys look kind of similar." So she starts to suspect that that's her sister that disappeared all those years ago. Yep, didn't get that from the trailer. Yeah. So, like, the trailer itself is bad. You have to go read the, the description down in the the description box. And it's like, I mean, if I'm yeah. down there, I should just like, comment, subscribe. Like, why why should I even be down there? <laughs> I don't know. I was uh, I was trying to figure out if it was, like, a switched at birth thing or what. No. No, no. It's just stupid. Like, it's just... It's just a bad trailer. Like, you're you know your trailer is an abject failure, 
and I didn't mean to rhyme with failure, uh, when I can't even tell what it is through just watching it. And I think it's like a, another two and a half minute trailer. So it's like, what are you, what are you doing here? All right. Um, do you have anything for quick hits? Uh, I could talk about one of my Call of Duty Warzone games. That doesn't really count. Uh, <laughs> I know that's so, but that's about it. So let's skip quick hits and we'll move on to a new segment. Um, Dan, tell me your video game. Oh, okay. So uh, I'm playing Call of Duty Warzone, and I'm I'm doing really well. I'm like uh, in the final. I'm like in the top ten. I have like ten kills. And you know, I I make my I make my way all the way to the top ten or to like the final two. I'm like, holy fuck, I'm gonna win because like I'm I'm really hot, I'm really good, I'm like I'm I'm shooting well, all that good stuff. Uh, and then I hear like a parachute sound behind me, and like, okay, I start looking up around me, and like, where the fuck is this guy? Uh, the guy comes out of the fucking tree because apparently he's been sitting there all game, and then beats me to death. And I'm like, fuck this game. This game is fucking stupid. <laughs> oh fuck. That reminds me of role models. I was hiding in the bushes the whole time. That's a really good strategy. I was just, <laughs> I was just so mad. Because uh, unfortunately, there's no like spectate function, so I can't go back and see like how long that guy was sitting in that fucking tree. But he was sitting in that tree for a long time because he just let everyone else kill everybody else, and then he just came up behind me and just beat me to death. And I'm like, well, this. I is, feel this like is that's phenomenal. the way to win at that game, though. Uh sometimes. I mean, obviously that guy won, so that that is a way to win for sure. Yeah. Well, that was like I I read something one time. It was like a statistical analysis of the Hunger Games, uh, books slash movies, and like your your best chance of survival is to just like run into the woods as soon as it starts, because like everybody tries to go to the middle where all the weapons are, mm-hmm. and like. 70% of them die, like, on the spot trying to get weapons. So, like, it's better to just, like, escape and, uh, like, try to salvage your equipment later on. Yeah. That's ba- my general strategy for most Battle Royale games is, like, try to land in a location where no one else is and then uh, gather up materials and then go hunt. Yeah. Build some ramps and shields and... Dude, no, I I can't remember the last time I played Fortnite. I think it was like I played a little bit for my uh, nephew-in-law. I think that's what I don't fucking know what he is. I don't care. Uh, but like he was like he's playing Fortnite. He's like, hold on, I gotta go to the bathroom. Someone play this. So I fucking played and I died because I was like, I don't understand the building aspect of this game. I'm just gonna move on and pretend I never did anything. <laughs> I fucking hate Fortnite. If they just remove the the ramps the ramps part of it, I'd be fine with it. So yeah, uh, that's that's my Warzone story. I, I also made it to top two in another game, but the guy killed me through uh, actual means that weren't like I ran up from behind a tree and killed you. So I, it, that <laughs> that's not as exciting. All right. Do you have any fun video game stories to tell, or is it just you have shitty customers? Nothing that comes to mind. Okay. Uh, so hey. Uh, since I told everyone about my, my Call of Duty Warzone story, let's uh, hop into a quick break for Livestream for the Cure. Please check out LivestreamfortheCure.com. Uh, events coming up soon, so get the market calendars. Uh, do other things, like uh, donate money, uh, especially during our segment. 
I think, and I'll announce this next week what I what I want to do. But I think I'm gonna hold like if you guys like every person that donates uh, at least five dollars during our segment, I'm gonna enter you into a raffle, uh, and then uh, announce the winner on uh, our episode 200. Uh, and the winner of that raffle will get to pick a criterion of either uh, Roma, Atlantics, The Irishman, or Marriage Story. And I will buy it for you and ship it to your house. That's eight and a half raffles. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah. You know, uh, whenever our slot is, which I have to look again, I'll announce full details next next week on the show. But yes, whatever data, whatever date it is, uh, whatever time it is, uh, person who uh, everyone who donates at least five dollars during our segment will be entered to win a a criterion of their choice. All right. Well, why don't we cut into a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk about our main review topic: uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Kimmy versus the Reverend. I'm Nick. I'm Justin. And I'm Brian. We are the Epic Film Guys. We want to let you know that the fourth annual live stream for The Cure is only a couple weeks away. Every single dollar raised goes to the Cancer Research Institute to help us fight for a future immune to cancer. And once again, donations will be doubled. Join us May 27th through the 31st for 48 hours of content from creators around the world. Please help us spread the word so we can smash our goal of $10,000. Please visit www.livestreamforthecure.com to make an early donation and to learn more about the event. Together, we can make a difference. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, It is time to get into our main review of the week. So if you would like to hear my hot take on Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, uh, Kimmy versus the Reverend, uh, choose that option, and if you want to hear Dan's hot take on it first, uh, choose that option on your video game controller. Now we have to kill time for about 10 seconds in order for people to make the correct decision that they want to make. Well, how are we going to kill time? How can we fill about 10 seconds of time? Like that. Uh, my hot take is, it's more Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, which is a good thing. Uh, my hot take is that this format doesn't work. It hasn't worked for anything they've tried to do it with. Just make a fucking new episode of the show if you need to. Sure. I mean, that's fine. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Like, I have fun with it. I didn't go as nuts for it like I did for Bandersnatch, uh, like a couple years ago, where I was like, alright, gotta find every ending. Give me every ending. This was just like, alright, I finished this, like, yeah, it was a fun episode of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Like, I'm I'm glad this is like. I think the overarching story is a good like bookend to it because we never really got like a full resolution. Yeah. I feel like, but this is this is kind of it. Unfortunately, packaged in an undesirable kind of format. Yeah, um, I think my favorite thing from this was like I got one of the fail states of this, and uh, Mikey came out and was like. Uh, talking about it and then like you know i went back and chose the other option and it was also a fail state huh and he came back out and was like saying oh that didn't work either huh and then uh there was like a third option and like uh which also was a fail state and he just came out and was like 
well, I guess neither one of these works, so you'll have to go back and pick something else and like, oh, but now I just uh, broke the fourth wall, so now I have to fix it and starts like boarding up the camera in yeah. front of the TV. So uh, like, I don't know, that was that was good. But most of them, it's just like, you know, you, you pick the wrong thing and then it's like a couple of the characters are sitting on a couch and they're like, hey, your thing didn't work. You have to do something else. I don't know. I found those kind of like, funny. Okay. Like I, I thought, I thought a few of them were funny, and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm th- yeah. And I'm like, all right, go back. All right, we're gonna rewind. We're gonna replay this thing. I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. This has a tutorial level at the beginning, where there's a Yuko robot, and it says, uh, "Do you want me to execute uh, protocol YK8 or protocol YK9?" So I chose YK9, and she did like a little jump and turn. I don't. I never got that. Oh, okay. That's weird. That was the first thing that came up for me. Huh? No. Yeah. It basically just like dropped me right in. Weird. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. It's it's nice to revisit these characters. Um, I don't know. I just I enjoy all these actors. I I like seeing them in these roles uh a a lot of them were really underused especially if you don't pick the things that specifically lead you to those characters sure yeah especially because like i don't know johnny knoxville was in it for some fucking reason it's like he he just like blundered in for an afternoon of shooting did like four lines and then dipped yeah and got his ten thousand dollar check and good for Johnny Knoxville. He he needs yeah. work. Jack Jackass isn't doing too much right now. Yeah, ever since Steve-O got sober. I don't know. I had I had fun. I like it was just like, "Oh yeah, this was fine." Like I enjoyed I enjoyed enough of my time. In term like this is fine in terms of like the format. Like I I enjoyed yeah. the episode itself uh, with the exception of one thing that I got, but uh, we'll talk about that in a bit. I think my biggest problem with this is that the format is hard to revisit. With episodes of the show, I can just throw them on and watch them uh, sure. when I feel like it. But, like, with this, like, there's going to be, like, two characters are going to look at the screen and say, hey, maybe you should pick one of these two things. Like, on one hand, I'm Cindy, but you're Lillian. But then again, I'm Lillian and you're Cindy, so yeah. they're reminding you who they are so you can choose between the two of them. And, like, that's not something you can just throw on and watch. Right, because you actually have to be engaged um, in it, because you have to understand, like, all right, what's going on? Like, all right, what do I got to fucking choose? Like, come on, let's go. I don't know. The other thing is, like, I wish that when you picked an option, there was, like... There was a series of cut points that they kind of chose rather than just like you have to watch the full filler thing while it waits for you to choose. Right. Really, this is all, all, all like it's an as as we're saying, it's an unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt episode wrapped around a choose your own adventure. I'm sorry. Uh, pick. What, they they referenced it. They actually said, yeah. like, adventure picker or something like that. Sele- select your journey or yeah. something. We can't say choose your own adventure, so here here's a picker thing. 
And they knew that because like pick your path because we had that was it. It was because we had that issue with Bandersnatch where they said it's a choose your own adventure. And everyone's like, wait a fucking second. So I don't know. I don't feel like there's a lot to talk about in or in like in terms of like what you're, you know, like the actual content of it that's non-spoilery. Uh, I will say like you're not watching this like this this episode this thing requires you to have basically watch the entire series because it is a coda to the entire series. So do that and then do this, and then you'll feel like some kind of rewarding for it. But like otherwise. Uh, you're you're not. I I don't feel like you're going out and doing this if you haven't seen the show before. I don't remember this being a feature of the of the regular show as much as it is in this. But like, this is kind of like hyper violent. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, in spoilers, because there there are some things that are uh, extraordinarily questionable that happen in this in this special, and uh, I want to talk about them. But yeah, like that is the number one thing is like, uh, there's a lot of violence, and like, it doesn't feel like it fits the tone of everything the show has brought up before this. Like everything right. else was like comedic violence, like oh, it's like oh, you got like accidentally punched in the face. Or or something like that, and this is like overt, like we're trying to murder people with violence, violence. Yeah, and also like there was just one part where Daniel Radcliffe punched Cindy in the face. Oh, I, see, I didn't get that part. Um, what the fuck else? Uh, there were, I don't know, there were like some pretty off-color jokes, like uh. There was one where, like, um, one of the options has Jacqueline deceiving a group of people, and all of the men declare that, like, well, hey, if she lied, then that means that other women are probably lying a lot too. All right, that's so that's, the, that's what I want to talk about. That yeah. That one, so the whole the whole uh, times up movements over. So then all of the men just start like immediately, like grabbing the women and like kissing them and pulling their dicks out and stuff. Yeah, that was uh not okay. That was actually my like when that part came from like wait what, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> uh, show was created by Tina Fey. I mean, sure, but even still, it's like, but wait, like, huh? It's, so, it's such a weird thing. Like, I, and I get the show is like absurdist comedy, but I don't find any part of that comedic. Like, I feel like that was just extraordinarily poor taste. Yeah. And like you said, doesn't doesn't fit the tone of the show. Like, that's something that fits within the absurdist worldview of that, I guess. Sure. But, like, it's not, like, the subject matter is not appropriate to the show. Not at all. Or any show, I would argue. Well, sure. I can see where she maybe thought it was funny, but I was just entirely uncomfortable the entire time. You're the one who ruined Time's Up. Boy, fuck you. Also, I thought Kimmy said <laughs> shit at one point, but then she said ship with a P. I was yeah. like, oh, okay. Ship with a P. I had to rewind. I'm like, wait, did they actually have her say shit? Because like, it feels like the writers forgot how to write these characters for a minute. 
And then I went back and it's like, oh no, she's no, she said she didn't say it. So they they do remember how these characters are. Mother fudger. Is there anything else you want to talk about? There's a couple of spoilery things I want to talk about, but eh. uh, what? So yeah. is there anything else you want to talk about before we do that? Um, we'll do spoilers, then we'll compare our run throughs, I guess. Sure. So, uh, I don't know. It's fine. It's a good. It it like I said. If if you if you've watched Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, you should watch this. It's a it's a fun little coda to the the end of the series. It's good. Three and a half. Uh, I don't know. I know. High two and a half, low three. Fucking yikes. I know I know the format isn't your thing, so you're ba- like that's also part of the recommendation yeah. going in there. It, the whole the whole time I was watching this, I was just like, look at what they did to my boy. <laughs> also, I hope they don't do a fucking choose your own adventure Bojack episode. I would fucking kill myself. But well, actually, that's something I wanted to talk about too. Um, but I'll finish this thought first. But like, I don't know. Like, I kind of thought that the the ending of the show was perfect, and I kind of think the ending of BoJack is perfect. It's mm-hmm. so like just don't just don't mess with it. However, that being said, if they did do uh, a pick your path BoJack episode, um. I thought of a concept that would be really great for that while I was watching this. Okay. Um, so you can basically choose between allowing Bojack to indulge in his addictive, self-destructive behavior or choose to, like, have him do better. But, like, no matter what you pick, like, if you choose to not do the shitty self-destructive thing, like, maybe he'll hesitate for a couple seconds, but then he'll just do it anyway. Sure. So you really don't get to choose. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't I don't think uh, anybody... It'd be at, on theme for the show. Yes. I don't think anybody at that studio wants to work with Netflix again, though, based off of everything that happened with Tuca and Birdie. Yeah. So I don't think it would happen. I think BoJack is safe. I think Tina Fey, you know, Netflix is like, yeah, we want more Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt stuff, so... I wouldn't be surprised if Tina Fey does more shows in general for Netflix, but I, I would highly doubt if uh, Studio Toronto ever came back to to Netflix to do anything. Yeah. Thank Let me you. just play the ending for you. No, no, I don't want to see how it ends. Okay, I could describe it. Um, Imagine you're in a room. No, no, like, no, 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 I don't want to know how it ends. I haven't seen the beginning. Uh, yeah, yet. but the ending is awesome. So if I could just Son play bitch, the... this is what you always do. You always spoil stuff uh, for me. No, I don't. And if I could just play the ending for you real quick, then we'll discuss that. Motherfucker, you always spoil everything before I get a chance okay, to see Okay, you sound like a crazy person right now. All right, Um, what spoiler things did you want to talk about? I think um, <laughs> one of my favorite parts of this is like, no matter what happens, the reverend dies somehow. Yeah, I had him die off. Uh, mine was he died off screen because he went to jail and something happened to him. Well, if you get if you get the good ending, it's like uh, a news reporter saying like, um, you know, famous author Kimmy Schmidt uh, said I do to the Prince Frederick of Wales or whatever, right? And said R.I.P. to her ex husband who was kicked to death in prison. Yeah, that's it. Uh, that's, that's the one I got too, but, uh, the one I wanted, the thing I wanted to talk about mainly was that Kimmy points a fucking gun at the Reverend at some point. Yeah. And you can choose whether, uh, 
she shoots him or if she kicks him to death or uh, if she shoots him with a rocket launcher that she pulls out of the ether or if she spares him. I obviously first picked uh, Splode. I wanted to I wanted to see what happened with Splode. Yeah. And I did not expect the rocket launcher to show up out of nowhere. So, yeah. I don't know. The uh, the banner art for it shows her with the rocket launcher. So, but it was just like that one quick gag. Yeah. But... And there's a lot of quick gags. Like in the trailer, we saw like, hey, do you want to wait for 4,000 minutes for Uber? And it's like. Uh, yeah. Yes. And then they're just skeletons. Yeah. And I, of course I did that. I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to see this. And it's like the Uber driver rolls up. He's like one star and fucking drives away. So, yeah, with with the thing where she's like holding the reverend at gunpoint. Uh, yeah, you can explode him, which is the rocket launcher thing. Uh, then if you choose shoot him like she just puts four fucking bullets in his chest and then just like stands over his dead body and then just like like it's no big deal goes off looking for the fucking bunker with the other girls in it yeah uh <laughs> and then you get a bad ending about how like oh i think that's the one where uh daniel radcliffe ends up marrying lillian and he's like yeah we found out that like we were kindred spirits after uh you know, Kimmy went missing in like the woods in West Virginia and never came back. But yeah, like she just straight up fucking murdered a dude. Yeah. Uh, and then there's an option stomp him where like she just fucking kicks him in the head until he dies. What the fuck? What a uh, weird thing. Yeah. And, uh, and I did all three and the, uh, like the uh end screen for that was the reverend sitting on like a red leather couch with like flames behind him and uh what was the fucking like there was the uh creepy puppet right like, there was a sesame street puppet with a penis that was like uh fucking hitting on people inappropriately and stuff in the show but uh like that thing was sitting on the couch with him uh, with its dick hanging out, and uh, the Reverend was like, "Well, hey, you you killed me all all three different ways. Like that's that's not cool, but I guess jokes on you because now I'm in heaven." And uh, the puppet's just like, "What are you talking about? This is hell." And he's just like, uh, "Well, if if it's hell, then why have they been playing this awesome song on a constant loop for?" several days <laughs> and it's um i think it's uh fly by sugar ray or something like that i can't oh. remember Ooh, that reminds me remember when they fucking actually licensed freebird for titus to do freebird yeah oh that's that's the other thing that i want to talk about but uh but yeah i just thought it was funny uh fucking john ham's just like Hey, cool! You you killed me all three possible ways. Good for you. Bet you yeah. feel like a big man. <laughs> yeah, there was uh, like when they were looking for where the Reverend went, because basically, like the plot of it is, uh, Kimmy finds out there might be another bunker, uh, with like other other girls being held captive. Uh, mm -hmm. so she goes looking for it. So they wind up in this like little dive bar in the middle of nowhere. And uh, in order to, like, befriend the locals, Titus has to sing Freebird. 
So it it lets you choose between uh, whether Titus knows Freebird or if he thinks he knows Freebird. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you choose he thinks he does, he gets up and starts singing um, a song that he used to sing when he worked in a pet shop. And they had a, a gross bird that they didn't want. So they could try to, like, give away this bird for free. Right. Uh, and then he gets shot because he disrespected Leonard Skinner while being black in the South. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that one. That was also like, wait, what? Like, the uh-huh. apparently, like, the cops showed up and just shot him. And it's like, wait a minute, what? Yeah. It was a, a very weird... There's some very weird choices that you could make that were like, I don't know about how I feel about this. <sighs> yeah. But then, uh, if you actually choose that he knows, chooses, like, because I assume, like, Titus, is, of course, is fucking around being like, he has no idea what the fuck Freebird is. But uh, appar- <laughs> apparently, they were doing Skinnered in poetry class, which yeah. I found was a Cause, Yeah, because he's joke. from Mississippi. All four years of uh, his high school English class was just fucking the poetry of Leonard Skinnered. Tremendous joke. But then he kills fucking Freebird. And uh, thank God they didn't do the whole bit of Freebird. They did about two minutes of Freebird. And then they're like, eight and then it says later. eight minutes later. Okay, so that's another thing. I went the whole way through it, and I got, I got to the end. Uh-huh. But like, because of some choices that I made, like, uh, Kimmy got the happy ending, but then like Titus and Jacqueline were both like unhappy at the end of it with how things played out. Right. Uh so it was like, if you want, you can restart and like try to fix it. So I I went through the whole thing a second time, and when I got to the free bird part the second time, it came up with an option to skip ahead or to watch the entire performance of Free Bird, and it was eight fucking minutes of Titus going, there's a guitar, there's another guitar, <laughs> that guy's playing guitar, now there's four guitars. That's... <laughs> That's, that's kind of incredible. I love that they shot the whole fucking performance of Freebird. Yes. Did you eventually get like uh, the good ending for both Titus and Jacqueline? Uh, I did. And uh, I don't know. That was actually like, there's kind of a, a really good joke there too. Because like uh, the first choice that it gives you is whether, because like Kimmy's getting married. Mm-hmm. Um. You get to choose between the fancy dress or the fun dress. So the first time I picked the fun dress, uh, and then I got like the bad ending for them. So uh, when I started the second time, I picked the fancy dress and I got the whole way through to the end and like everything was good. And the last line before the the thing ended was uh, Kimmy like walking down the aisle and she was just like, I wish I would have picked the fun dress, though. Yeah, I picked the fun dress uh, too. I I at first like was doing choices that the characters would make themselves. I was yeah. like, all right, th- these are how they were written, which is why I picked Titus thinking he knew Freebird because it's like that sounds like <laughs> exactly what Titus would do. Like I had Titus take a nap instead of going to the gym because that's what Titus would do. Yeah, I don't think there was really any uh, like lasting consequence between the two. No. I don't know. There were a lot of little variations. Like if you picked the wrong option and then it replayed a scene, it would 
they would use a different take. So, like, the part with Johnny Knoxville, if you choose... Like, if you didn't have Kimmy read the book at the beginning, and then uh, it gives you an option, like, two things you can choose from um, while Kimmy's in the store. Hmm. So, like, depending on which one of those you picked, whenever it goes back to that choice point, uh, Knoxville has, like, completely different dialogue. And then when it plays past that, like, if you still hadn't read the book, it's like, oh, shoot, like, I had to read the book to know what to do. So it goes back to the convenience store with Johnny Knoxville, and you get the option to, like, read the book to the baby, and Knoxville has, like, a third set of dialogue. Huh, interesting. Yeah, so, like, depending on what you do, like, there's a lot of different options that you can kind of reach with this. So, uh, I thought that was really interesting. But, uh, I don't know, I like, uh, because the thing is, like, you can either choose to just, like, leave and try to find the Reverend, Uh or, like, babysit Johnny Knoxville's baby that he just left with two strangers at the fucking... Uh, store while well, he had to go home and take care of his other baby apparently oh no it was it was he had, he was under house arrest so he had to go move around his ankle bracelet so that right the like first one he moved he moved the ankle bracelet around um the second time his dialogue was that he attached it to his other baby who he left at home hmm. and like uh gave the baby a monster energy drink so he would be moving around and then uh there was there was something else too with that. Um oh he he attached it to a raccoon. Yep. And uh yeah. But then like if you if you get to that point, like there's an option to like stay there and babysit the the kid while Johnny Knoxville's gone. And if you haven't read the book, like if you didn't read the book at the beginning that's where it gives you the chance to read the book so that you know what to do next. So Kimmy wants to read the book to the kid to like entertain the kid. Uh, but then Titus is like sketched out by the babies. Like, Oh, this baby's just like playing us or whatever. Like I can, I can read this baby. So the options are read to the baby or read the baby. And, like, if you choose read the baby, Titus just, like, makes scathing remarks to the this, like, infant. <laughs> All right. Uh, is there anything else you want to say about the, the special? I don't like this format. Um, oh, there was another really off-color joke in this that I got on my second playthrough. So, like, whenever, like, Jacqueline's whole B-plot... Mm-hmm. Uh, cause she's Titus's agent now. So like Titus didn't show up yet for this movie shoot that he's doing. Cause he's going on the journey with Kimmy. Right. Um, which like, that's, that's another one of the first choices is like who Kimmy takes along. And if you pick, uh, Jacqueline to take along, she gets, uh, what's, what's the kid's name? Buckley or whatever. Yes. To like, um, she says that like, Buckley's getting, uh, they said he was a pilot on, like, uh, college admission application or something, 
And if he doesn't prove that he's a pilot, Jacqueline will go to jail. Uh, so, like, they make him fly the plane to get there, and then they all crash and die. That's amazing. Which was a pretty good joke. But um, anyway, so Jacqueline's trying to cover for Titus not being at the shoot. Um, so you can choose if she complains about the script or the wardrobe. And that determines which character she is interacting with for the rest of it. Um, so if you complain about the wardrobe, the girl who was doing Titus's wardrobe comes to the comes to his trailer, and she's just trying to get rid of him. So he like uh, she takes you know his clothes in or whatever, and obviously he's not there. But then he's just uh, like she's just like yelling like Titus, like you don't like the outfit no titus don't and like just starts like slamming into shit (laughs) so she's like making it like pretending that like titus beat her up and when she comes out she like has like she did makeup to make it look like there's like a handprint across her face oh my god it's like all right yeah that's so there's like there's three things that like they really ought not have done that a little too far yeah. I mean I I enjoy my South Park toilet humor, but All right. So that's uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, the uh Kimmy versus the Reverend. I don't know. I don't think we're going to see any more Ki- Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt stuff, but uh I also didn't think we were going to see th- this kind of thing for it in the first place, so who who the hell knows. Uh But with that, we're yeah. going to cut into a quick break. And when we come back from that, we're going to talk about a patron requested review for The Dirty Dozen with Charles Brunson. The Netflix and Swole podcast is brought to you by our patrons. Gerald from Two Peas on the podcast, Nick and Justin from the Epic Film Guys podcast, Paul from the Countdown Movie and TV Reviews podcast, the IMDb Journey podcast, Julio from the Contrarians podcast, Ashley Gorski from the Rabbit Ears TV podcast, Nate Wade from the Everyone Has a Story podcast, Bill Sutton, James Delarosa, Ben Kiefer, Chris Yaney, Brianna Petty, and Dan's mom. If you would like to become a patron of the show, find us at patreon.com slash Netflix and Swill. In order to reach a wider audience, the show needs Apple Podcast reviews. To leave us a review, follow the link in the show notes or search for the show on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening and helping us grow. Our audience is at the heart of everything we do. You make the one-star movies worth it. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Dan, it's time to talk about The Dirty Dozen. Well, fine, if you don't want my money. You mean, if we watch terrible movies, you'd give us money? Well, sure. Mr. Caleb, welcome to the Patron Review segment. Ah, yes, The Dirty Dozen. This movie given to us by Bill Sutton. For some reason. I think the main reason was he wanted to watch it and wanted someone else to watch it uh, with him. So that way he could listen to someone else's opinion. I don't know. Uh, Okay. It's Bill. Who, Who the fuck knows? Well. Uh, the Dirty Dozen is a 1967 action-adventure war movie. 
Uh, during World War II, a rebellious U.S. Army major is assigned a dozen convicted murderers to train and lead them into a, a mass assassination mission of German officers. Uh, directed by Robert Aldrich, um, starring Lee Marvin, Ernest Borgnine, and Charles Brunson. Charles Brunson, yes. Uh, so, before we talk about this movie, I need to talk about another movie that I just watched last night. It's called Man Killers. Now, this movie was made back in 1987, and uh, its its key distinguishing factor from this movie is that it's about an hour shorter. But otherwise, it is a direct ripoff of the Dirty Dozen format. I'm not even fucking kidding. This 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 uh movie that was probably made for four cents because the sets are made entirely out of like aluminum sheets, uh is is just the fucking dirty dozen. Like uh our main character goes to prison uh, and it goes to a prison and picks out 12 women who are in prison for uh, X number of years for different reasons and trains them be- to, like, do this dangerous mission. And it's like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I never would have made this connection unless I watched this movie. So I guess thank you, Bill, for making me understand that Mankillers is a derivative <laughs> piece of garbage instead of just a piece of garbage. Uh, I don't know. This movie is really just... Of its time, it's so old. Um, it's so antiquated. Yeah, and it's it's not. That's the thing. It's not uh, old in the sense that it's a classic. It's old in the sense that like it's it's just outdated. Yeah. Um. There's there's good things here. Uh, the biggest hindrance to the movie is that uh, it takes an hour and forty five minutes to develop these characters. And then when it finally gets to like the big action set piece of the movie, uh, it's three, like it's thirty minutes of nonstop gunfire and running around, and it's just like a completely different thing. And the characters that we're supposed to have like gotten development for and are supposed to care for, some of them are just killed off screen, and you're just like, well, wait, what? Like, why aren't we getting them? You know. Why aren't we getting some kind of justice for these characters that you spent an hour and 45 minutes developing? Like, like Donald Sutherland's character uh, has this really fun moment where he pretends to be a general because they're just like, ah, we need a general to be here yeah. because they've been expecting him. And then, like, you get this really fun moment and then he doesn't do a fucking thing for the rest of the movie. And it's like, wait, what? Like, what? what about this guy? And then he's killed off screen. It's like, but you had this whole cool moment with this guy walking around like an asshole pretending to be a general. Like, what? I don't know. There was, um, I, I think my favorite character was Jefferson, uh, the black dude that w- went on the mission with them. And, uh, man, I was, I was really bummed that, um, he ended up beefing it right at the end. But they do like a total fucking, uh, tug speedman moment with him where he's like running towards them and like getting shot and they're like survive <laughs> but he doesn't make it yeah was that his name in tropic thunder tug speedman i think tug speedman it, it was either that was his character name in the movie or that was his character name in yeah. the movie within the movie 
I don't know. Where and he was a dude dressed as a dude playing another yeah. dude, or or he was the guy, uh, in the movie, like in his other like the freezer. I think that's what it was called the the action movie about the end of the world or whatever. Yeah, that might, that might have been his character name there too. I don't know. Who knows? Um. So yeah, I don't know this. This movie's fine. Like I, I don't know. I um. Like this isn't on uh, Netflix anymore, correct? No, uh, that was the other thing. Is um, so, we went to watch this. Uh, I went to watch this on Sunday. And I'm like, oh fuck, this isn't on Netflix anymore. Like I remember checking on Thursday before uh, last week's episode. Actually, and I was like, oh, it's still on there. Good, I can watch that this weekend. And then it fucking disappeared. And like, well, shit. Yeah. So uh, to watch this, I I rented it through YouTube for three dollars, which is a thing you can do. Yep. And, uh, I played video games the whole time while I watched this on my laptop. And, uh, it's that kind of movie, really. Like, it's, if I was just sitting and watching this movie and doing nothing else, I feel like I would be bored to tears. Yes, but that's... I don't know, I feel like, uh, this is kind of a, a fine movie to have on, uh, when you have some people over and you're drinking some beers and just shooting the shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, not, not something that's gonna enrapture you and like demand your attention i feel like this was a movie that people freaked out about and were like oh my god like this ending is so fucking insane watching it like that that final 45 minutes of the movie is just like this is just pure insanity like this is amazing and now you watch it from today and you're like holy fuck they they spent an hour and 45 minutes to get to this that's it like what I can appreciate the influence that it had on other things that would come later, like, um, like Heartbra- Heartbreak Ridge. Uh, this movie reminded me a lot of that. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's okay. Yeah, ultimately, I I just can't wait from this disappointment because I have a lot of the same issues you do, in that. For whatever fucking reason, it, it like we had all this character development. And it led to really nothing, uh, including this this entire war game scenario. For some reason, like we we had thirty minutes of war games, and it's like, but why? Why is this in this movie at all? Uh, I don't know. I, I and I feel like maybe someone wrote it and was just like, you know what? I got an idea. Let's have them actually show they're capable because they need to show they're capable. It's like, but they show they're yeah. capable. By just doing the final mission. Well, that that literally, like, I wouldn't be surprised to to learn that, like, Heartbreak Ridge was intended as a remake of this movie. Because it basically is the same plot. It's a, it's a bunch of misfits. Uh, Clint Eastwood's training them to be good soldiers. They participate in a war game where, like, nobody expects them to do shit. And, they, like, they just fucking shit wreck all the, like, serious soldiers and stuff uh and then they end up going to grenada and like testing their metal and like uh being really distinguished in that conflict mm. so but also heartbreak ridge is a much better movie than this sure. i feel like this kind of concept has been done to death and i think that's the other thing is like this feels antiquated because like other things have done it in a more modern lens for its time for their time and it's like these are all done better. And this is kind of like a, 
the production value of the sixties isn't like what it is today. It's kind of, it's kind of cheesy still. Like there, there's like, they're trying their best, but it's also like, they don't know what they're fucking doing for the most part. So hmm. like it, it's a time capsule of a movie. Like, and I'm, I'm kind of glad I watched it cause it, it kind of put things into perspective from like, what this kind of a genre is because th- there is like this war misfit genre movie. And now seeing like what's basically like the grandfather of that was interesting. And I appreciate it for like in terms of my film backlog. But other than that, like I, I don't, I don't really think I enjoyed myself watching this. It was a lot of me being like, Holy fuck. Let's just get to this goddamn mission. Yeah. Three stars, it's fine. Two and a half, it's, uh, it's okay. It's, it's, eh. <laughs> it's just, I don't know, it's whatever. I mean, like, it's, it's teetering on there, but, like, I, I can't recommend this from a 2020 lens. No, not really. If you're, if you're a serious scholar of film, I guess, go check it out if you haven't seen right. it. But, but if you're somebody who's trying to watch things to enjoy them, this isn't what I, I don't think this is going to be something you're going to enjoy unless you already appreciated classical movies in the first place. All right. Uh, Dan, tell him stuff. Uh, next week on the show, we are reviewing The Lovebirds. This is that movie that Paramount sent to Netflix because theaters are still closed. So we're going to be doing that. And uh, on the back of that, because we had to move the Dirty Dozen up a week, we're going to be doing another Patreon review, a requested review, uh, next week as well. Uh, Ashley has asked that we do, uh, to Wong Fu, thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Uh, If you guys aren't familiar with this, uh, I believe it's Patrick Swayze, Wesley Snipes, and John Leguizamo traveling across the country uh, in drag. I think. that's. I I know those that, those three guys are in that drag. That is accurate. So uh, I've never seen it before. I don't know. I, I I don't pay attention to Ashley. I don't know if she's seen it before or not, but I don't care. So uh, that is what we are doing next week. Uh, and as for other important things, you can find us at netflixandswill.com, at Netflix and Swill, and all social media such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And uh, review us on Apple Podcasts. We would like uh, some reviews. Uh, we did get an updated review from somebody. This comes from uh, Haxon Joffman, uh, almost there, updated. Uh, so he basically said, like, hey, I wish you guys would wa- like, talk about the same thing as your main topic and blah, blah, blah. Uh, th- so when he took that to heart, he wrote, uh, not to toot my horn too much, but uh, since my review, uh, the guys really focus on reviewing the same stuff and it's made for a better experience. There's still a bit of difference in their watch patterns, but quick hits is a nice way to get that out of the way. Uh, and let them converse about their main topics. The show is much better now, not that it was ever bad in the first place. Uh, and he updated it to five stars. So thank you, Axon Joffman, for doing that and updating your review. Uh, so yeah, two thumbs up. All right. So yeah, be like be like him. Review us on Apple Podcasts. We would much appreciate it. Uh, well, uh, that's all the time we have. So. Uh, until next week, this is Caleb saying we'll see you next Tuesday.
Netflix and Swill is an independent podcast. As such, we believe in the scrappy underdogs of the podcast world. If you're an indie podcast and would like us to run your promo on our show, please contact us. The little guys need to stick together. If you enjoy what we're doing, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts and telling a friend. The more we grow, the better the show will be. Thank you for being part of the Netflix and Swill family.